This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Jay Randall. Oh, hi. How's it going, buddy? What's up, Bri? You know, a little lonely in this room. Last week you were here sitting next to me, and now you're back in Tennessee. I was gonna say, how's it up north? <laughs> uh, it's actually nice, dude. It's, it's beautiful here today. It was like uh, mid-70s, I think. Slight breeze, but uh, oh, su- super nice. nice. Super yeah. nice. I was going to say, I'm Go starting ahead. to like starting to feel this humidity that just like never go away out here yeah i mean that happens it, it, it definitely happens uh boys and girls facebook youtube i know we're streaming this on uh drew's channels as well uh obviously we got mr drew gregory in the house uh tonight but um real quick guys and gals uh before we get started with drew um there was some changes to the standings of one of the recent KBF tournaments. Um, so the fantasy kayak fishing league uh, stuff has been locked. So you can't change your teams until that all got straightened out. But uh, tonight, probably right after the show, you guys should be able to go into your line for the coming weekend's event. Uh, it's Hobie on Chip chickamauga and i think there might be one other one as well um but uh we got some emails some uh facebook messages stuff like that guys it's getting updated 
should be open tonight to change this, uh, your your team players uh, for the fantasy kayak fishing event. Uh, it wasn't on our end. It was uh, from from one of the uh, KBF events, uh, the Laurel River one. So that's all going to get updated. And uh, second quarter just ended, so we're going to have a fantasy show coming up here probably next week um, to get all those updates out and all that good stuff. So just wanted to throw that out there for you guys and gals. I know uh, everybody's itching to get their lineup set for the fantasy teams. Um, we got Chris Slifka in the house. What's up, everyone? Joshua Tatum in the house. Are you talking about the Sholey tonight? I mean, you kind of have to, right? <laughs> we don't have to. We can just pretend it doesn't exist. I mean, let, let's get some input on that. Are, are, are we let's, talking let's about the Sholey tonight, Mr. Gregory? Well, I mean, we're, if we're talking about the Sholey, we need to talk about it with the capital S Sholey. So this is going to be the capital S Sholey. If it's lowercase, you're talking about the fish. If it's capital, it's the kayak. So there we so, go, Josh. So, you didn't capitalize it. So I don't know. You want to talk about the fish or what? So that's the de de definitive between the fish and the boat, I see. All right. Let's, yeah, let's get, get that out of the way. Well, I, I mean, that's a good place to start, right? Like I've been thinking about this and – you know, I don't want to take away from what the guys on the final cast did. That episode aired this morning on the podcast platforms, our Facebook, our YouTube. Uh, Drew Sound like really went through all the details of the boat. And obviously, we're going to talk about some of that tonight for sure. But the name of the boat, right? Like you're, you're a river guy, right? Your your first signature boat was the Coosa after the Coosa River. Now you went to the Sholey, which is after the fish. What was the reasoning behind that? Well, you know, I, I don't know, man. I guess I just sat down and I thought about it's like naming naming a kayak is very hard. You know what I mean? There's it's like naming a child, man. It really is. Like it's going to be with them forever. It's going to, in some ways, dictate who or could who they become. So to me, it was like, how do I describe this unique? fishing watercraft what's up mark shout out to mark lives uh right near me here and runs our fantasy league for uh well before there was the the fantasy league for you know uh the kayak anglers or whatever our mlf fantasy league so shout out to mark but sure. uh but anyway the um the name is just tricky because i want you want it to be catchy you want it to describe the boat as as good as possible and to me i knew i was designing something that was very out of the box and unique and fortunately for me, James Durbecker, the owner of Crescent was, you know, which I mean, that's kind of why I'm, I'm there, right? You know, director of, of fishing for the company. So he kind of trusted me to let me do something unique and special. So I thought, well, what could be a, a special and unique, you know, name? And, you know, that that fish has just always been with me since it it's what really struck a chord with me about fishing rivers and, and kind of got me into this and got me hooked, I should say, really. And. I owe a lot to that fish. Honestly, there's no telling what I could be doing in life or where I could be if it, if it wasn't for that special fish and growing up in Georgia there where I did. And so it's very unique in its characteristics and the way it behaves and acts and the waters it lives in. Um, it's Mycropterus cataractae, which is cataractae embossed inside the front tank well, which is pretty cool, which is fish of the waterfall. So it's just got a lot of unique things about it. Right. And I thought, well, this is like a perfect, synergy and symmetry if you will symbolism to name it because i feel like the boat is 
unique in its own way. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways, like the fish. So that's kind of where that came from. And it was catchy. And that that's something I'll give, you know, credit uh, to James. You know, he he fought back with me a little bit. I wanted wanted to name it the Shoal Bass, actually Shoal Bass. And he liked Sholey. I thought Sholey sounded a little, I don't know. But now that we've named it the Sholey, I'm glad he uh, he pushed back on that one and, and really went for Sholey instead because it's, it's a better name, in my opinion, than Shoal Bass looking back on it. I'd have to agree, man. It's, it's short, you know, it's, it's a clever name, man. It's catchy. And, uh, who doesn't want to go catch shoal bass? You know, I hear about, I continue to hear about them. Some of my buddies down in Georgia, you know, they keep saying, when you coming through, bro? Like, I thought you wanted to do this. So (laughs) exactly. I'm excited. I'm just excited to, uh, actually hopefully make it down there right before I cast. So. That'd be cool. Get your first Sholey. You know, that's a tough time of year to catch them, but it's, I mean, they're still easy enough to catch. You know what I mean? You'll get one. You're not going to catch, you know, 30 or 40 in a day probably, but you'll definitely catch one. Um, And the coolest part is I was able to, uh, I had an idea. I said, well, this fish has done so much for me. And this is a nice tribute to name a kayak after the fish, but I wanted to do more. And that's where we, you know, came up with this idea. I said, Hey James, what do you think about giving some of our, this is hard, hard conversation to have with the owner of a company. Hey, what do you sure. think about giving some of our profits back to the fish? You know what I mean? To the Flint River Keeper this first year and uh, well, different organizations that, you know, basically help take care of their habitat, you know, restoration and, and you know, preventative measures. You know, like a lot of river keepers there, they file a lot of lawsuits on our behalf. You know, um, folks that actually don't live on the river and folks that, that live on the river, both of us, everybody really. So... I thought it was a cool thing to do. And he, uh, he was like, yeah, I think that might be cool. And now that we've done that, we announced that we're, we're giving money, uh, part of the proceeds. Hopefully we'll give a nice size check at the end of the year to the Flint river keeper. Won't be as much as we can give next year when we have a full year of, you know, manufacturing behind us, but in a winter to build up some inventory, but, uh, anything's better than nothing. And just getting awareness about the Flint river keeper out there, to others who of course will have a donate button on the, the website if it's not up there already i know we're working on getting that together i just wanted to make sure I, I i did something so different with this boat and even start a trend hopefully in the industry to you know with, with the kayak and the paddle sports you know to give back in some way with every purchase not not just you know take everything but give back some because we can't do this without them and without the fish right, right? And, the, right, and the beautiful rivers and lakes and waterways so i thought it was a nice touch there I, I agree, man. When I uh, when I saw the, I guess the walkthrough video, and you guys had kind of talked about that, man, and I was like, how cool is that? Su- super awesome, you know. I love buying from companies that do that type of stuff. Like I buy uh, Oboe's hiking shoes, and they plant a tree for every pair of shoes you buy. Like that's their way of giving back, and you know, helping people enjoy the outdoors, I guess, and. You know, there, there's a, uh, I did a podcast with these guys, these bracelets and Billico, um, they make these bracelets out of recycled fishing nets. And what's cool is when you buy one, you could donate. And what made me think of it is the, the organization you're talking about is one of the ones you could send your money to, 
they take a, a a a portion of their profits and send it to them. Man. That's cool. Super cool, man. It's it's, it's cool. an incentive to to buy a product and and feel good about it and give back at the same time. That's very cool. Hey, I'm looking at the comments here. I see a lot of well, awesome folks out there watching tonight. And if you guys are showing up, some of you guys are showing up as Facebook user, and we don't see your name, but I, you know, someone says congrats, congrats, Drew, on the new yak. Somebody else says, "What's up, fellas?" Uh, if you can, you got to go in. What is it? Uh, Jay, Brian, you guys know you got to let StreamYard allow StreamYard to access or do something. Uh, that may be it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know like this streams to uh, some of our groups, and for some reason, when it's on a group page um, versus the actual Paddle and Fin page, it yeah, comes up that way. Yeah. yeah, if you go on to like Paddle and Fin, you can actually see their uh, actual names coming through. Okay. Or like well, any of the feeds, but not the stream yard for whatever not our reason. Stream. So our stream, we can't see everybody. All yeah. right. So someone says it's Nick. So Nick, Nicholas, Nicholas Beltran. So there it's you Nicholas go. Beltran. Anyway. He was, we were just talking about that in a group chat or a private message. He's like, I don't know what it is, man. Every time I come in, it's his Facebook user. But uh, um, no, it, it, it's good stuff, man. And I commend you guys for, for doing that, especially, uh, you know, with a brand new boat and, uh, you know, Crescent isn't a huge manufacturer, right? Compared to maybe like Hobie or Old Town. Um, but um, I think it's super cool. And, you know, kind of going into that, like, you know, I want to take this step back. Like, how and why did you get joined up with Crescent? Like, you know, yeah. obviously you were you kind of became a a free agent right and uh you know you you parted ways with jackson and you had a great career with them and uh you did some really wonderful things but then uh you know like how did the relationship form with crescent and how did this all come to fruition yeah yeah for sure so i mean you guys remember the covid year was crazy uh companies didn't know what was going to happen with their futures and you know, a lot of companies were already hitting some tough times, um, especially in, you know, early in this, like for the kayak industry, the cash flow is not good all winter long. And COVID, of course, hit in March where you still aren't really getting kayaks quite out there yet and getting them sold. Or or at least if you give terms to your dealers, no one's, they might take some kayaks in March or, or February. They're not paying yet. Anyway, times were tough everywhere at Jackson at every, everywhere. We didn't know what the future held. And so, you know, unfortunately Jackson had to, to make some cuts. They had to furlough some folks and, you know, it just caused me to just kind of look around and see, you know, maybe there's another opportunity out there and uh, you know, got to pay your, uh, you got to pay your mortgage somehow. Right. So right, right. Uh, without being, you know, having income or committed for a while, I was like, well, let me look around see if there's any other opportunities or possibilities that I can kind of, you know, find. And I just sort of, I called around to some dealers and some folks and, I looked around the website, kind of looked at all the brands and reached out to several. I mean, I've got so many close contacts in this industry. Uh, it's such a tight, you know, family industry. And there's a lot of folks out there. I won't say their names, but uh, they helped me out so much. And I talked to a lot of the, the brands and the companies. And honestly, it was just a God thing that the fit just, it just worked with Crescent. I mean, they were sort of, like you said, they were up and coming. They were starting, I think, you know, with, with the dealers, especially, and this sort of, um, this sort of just organic, like, I don't know, this culture that they developed, it, it was already kind of like really coming to a head. Yeah, so I could kind of sure. see the potential in that brand and that company. And, 
the more I learned and I joked around on, on one of the podcasts, one of the ones I did, I don't, I don't remember which one, but by the, by the way, like you said, go back and watch the one. If you really want to get on this boat, hardcore, the one with uh, Matt and, and Brad over there, the, that's the, the final cast. Yep. Right. That one was awesome. If you guys want to go back and listen to that. But anyway, uh, I did a lot of digging uh, on uh, the company, Crescent company and James Durbecker. So he's the owner 100%. So it really is a family owned company and, and it's him. It's not like split between love on the family. It's him and that's it. And his family. So that was really cool. Um, and they were just kind of yeah, the, the molding, experience that he has he grew up with a rotomolding um family and a rotomolding family so if you can imagine just you know you see a lot of folks out there um i don't know if it's an actor or an athlete or somebody you know that you look at their kids and you're like you know who's that uh steve Irwin, the um remember the uh a crocodile passed away, the crocodile mm-hmm. yeah yeah his son my, my wife showed me an instagram thing of his son and he sounds just like him he's grabbing animals he's look it's like you know he's pretty much just the apple doesn't fall far from the tree right yep 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 and so when you're when you grow up in a rotomolding background like james did like people don't understand how hard it is to rotomold a good product it's not like it's it's not as easy as it looks like because i mean consumers i know you guys out there listening have probably seen you know things happen with your kayaks and some stuff naturally is just going to happen and it's hard to tell it's going to happen until the use of a consumer for a year or two right but with the proper forethought and someone with, with the experience of road molding like James, I saw that potential in my head. I was like, ding, ding, ding. That's the part I'm lacking, right? And they were, they got great, you know, platforms already for fishing, but they're not like Fasholi. You know what I mean? They're not this, this specialized fishing line, uh, which is kind of the line that I'm designing, right? So that's what we call it. That's what the FS stands for on Sholi F. Uh, sf whatever specialized fishing so it's kind of a perfect fit because he had that and he had the manufacturing down he had the the business down and you know running and has the dealer network and everything kind of already in place and once i talked to dealers and and i saw what the consumers were saying about the boats and how quality they were and i got in some myself and i you just could see how structurally sound they were and solid um i was like man this is I think we can pull something off here pretty special. So that's kind of how it all came together. I talked to him. We had a couple of brief conversations. We met in Atlanta uh, one time in person and we kind of felt the same way on so many issues, even down to just our, the vibe and the culture. And and if you, when you see the Crescent brand, if go look at the Crescent website, because James is very much like, he's an owner, unlike any owner out there I've seen. I mean, there's some others. I mean, Blake's a good example at new canoe, super hands-on, right? He is that way down to everything. And when you look at the the Crescent website and everything you see posted, it all has the same feel and the same, you know, brand identity. And that's his creation. And it's, it's very like carefree, happy, you know, it's, it's not purely any focus. It's not like just fishing or just wreck. It's very everything, you know, about paddle sports focused, so anyway, yeah, you can see it right there. It's just very fun. It's family friendly, family oriented. The color palettes, everything there, it it just works. He has a really good eye for that design. And mm-hmm. our marketing director, Justin, does a great job along with them now to just really make this thing pop into our sort of culture and vibe. And it's sort of grown into something that's uh, 
gaining a lot of steam and momentum with um with folks out there. We have a, an owners group that's growing tremendously every day, and they're very. Here's what's cool: it's an it's a Crescent Owners Group on Facebook, and there's no. This is crazy, guys. There's I've never really seen any fighting, any bickering, any arguing, any arguing. Really, there's you know disagreements, but people are able to actually go on there and talk about them in a civil manner. And that's because of that vibe that our company continues to bring. And we're fans of all the other brands. We love everybody. We, we you know, we love them all. We're not afraid to, you know, be friends with everybody out there. And, um, we, you know, we're just not getting, we're kind of like in the middle. We're not of Sweden or whatever it is, Switzerland, right? We're neutral, if you will. Sure. And uh, we're just happy to be in this space, man. And, and so glad people are excited about the brand. No, I, I completely agree with that, man. Like, uh, you know, I've... James has been on a podcast before and uh, seemed like just a super chill down to earth dude. And I, I mean, I've never personally talked to him, but everything I've seen in there with him, uh, the, the way he's in depth with it and, and hands on, right? Like that's super key for these smaller uh, kayak companies. And, and the vibe you lay down is, is, is your reputation, you know? So you got to kind of hold true to that and, and make sure it stays, you know, like that. And it, it's good to see that, you know, the online community too, um, you know, like obviously me personally, new canoe guy, whatever. And, and it's the same way in our owners groups, you know, once in a while you may have a bad seed in there, but uh, yeah. you know, it happens. Um, you guys have a good vibe, dude. New canoe really does a real positive. Yeah. And it all comes from the owner again. Blake's awesome. Yeah, so that's why. For sure. For sure. For sure. Completely agree with that 100%, man. So so you you go down to Georgia, you meet with James and you're like, "Look, bro, you're going to make my next boat." Is that how that works? <laughs> I am just curious because I, mean, I was I was going to I was going to fly to Blake's house and just go do sit the down. Same and be thing, like, yeah. I'm ready to make a boat. Let's do this. It's kind of, I mean, <laughs> it's I mean, not, not like that, but obviously, but there's a lot of like I mean, there was this this sort of thing where he had a nice full line already kind of done, and he just needed one more boat. He was wrapping up um, the CK. It was the CK one that ended up yeah. coming out, and and then it was kind of like, hey, I feel like my line's pretty filled out, and where do I go next? This was a logical next step, and so yeah, just kind of it just kind of worked out, man. It was it was just kind of a match made in heaven. I'm from Georgia, and so what's beautiful now that I live in uh, Northeast Ohio here in Kent, Ohio area in between Cleveland and Akron is, you know, my, my in-laws are up here. My wife's from here originally. And that's how I ended up from the South up North, which is kind of odd for, you know, most fishermen, right. They don't, don't go South to North, they go opposite. But what's great is um, I still get to visit my family when I'm down there. I get to be in the state, you know, that I, I grew up in and it's just, it's just a perfect match, right. You know, that the shoal bass is down there as well. So it's just a nice little fit, man. Nice little reason to get down there. So it's worked out really well and no complaints here. They, uh, I, I was a little bit, I think he and I both were like, how is this going to work? The design process is challenging. There's a lot of design language that's different than it was at, at Jackson. We do things a lot different, you know, at Crescent. And so that's the only place I designed in the past, but I knew if we could get what's in my head into, you know, real life into a boat, it would be awesome. I knew it would. Um, and I was concerned. I know he was probably a little bit at the beginning. How, how's this going to work? And as we just sort of talked through everything and all the features, it just sort of, 
it just sort of worked out. I mean, I can't believe it's worked out as good as it has, quite frankly, because you've seen the boat. It's awesome. It's getting rave reviews. So, so proud of everyone at the whole, you know, all the Crescent family and team at the factory that's worked so hard to make this possible. Uh, but it, but it's just been an incre incredible experience. And now I'm super excited because now that we've done one together and, and it was challenging, but not that, that tough. I think we've got our design language down. So the next one's going to get a little bit, you know, easier and easier and easier from there. So definitely been, been pretty cool. I, I want to pop this up. Matt Gowing said, I've never met a guy with dreads that wasn't chill. <laughs> That's a good point. That's like the comment of the night so far. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, Mark Bradford's in the chat. Says, I love my Sholey. Congrats, Drew. Yeah. That's awesome. It's uh, it's super interesting, right? Because when I watch the walkthrough video, I'm like, yeah, this boat is so Drew. Like just uh, just all the little little details and aspects that you put in it, um, and I'm sure it, it was a collaboration between you and James, like you said. So I'm not trying to take away from him at all, but sure. you know, it it it's super unique and inter interesting. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, I wonder who's going to do this next. Wonder who's going to do this next. Mm -hmm. What I mean, I think you, you know, we've seen a lot of different changes and um, improvements and things like that in kayaks across the board in the in just the past five years, right? Like, you know, and and even since the first Kusa, right? Like, I mean, when I when I look back, I look at the Kusas like one of the like the first ultimate kayak fishing kayaks, right? And uh, it, it, it's super interesting to see all the little details in the new bar that you guys kind of set with this boat. You know what I mean? And, and all the little aspects. So, like, when you guys sat down to design this boat, did you sit down and go, all right, I got a list of things that we need to incorporate into this? Yeah, pretty much. And so just so you know, that it, to kind of clarify that, I mean, James gets – and I give him all the credit for all the, the parts that he, I, again, it was this perfect match because he knows whole shapes and design. He knows manufacturing. He knows how to create something that's strong, durable, uh, you know, running the business side of things, the, the mold, all that. And then he also knows how to make, make things look good. So in my, all the ideas on the kayak, it's just him and I that designed this. That's it. Um, and basically the fishing ideas and the, the features and concepts, those are all mine he made them look good. You know what I'm saying on the boat. And, um, and also did all the other stuff, like I said, the hole and everything else, but, and then he pushed back on a couple of things where they didn't end up on the boat and, and, um, uh, that it might've been too complicated or maybe it was going to bring the cost up too much or just some things are business decisions. Right. Sure. And that's where he kind of came in. So, so yeah, I basically came to him and said, here's all these cool things that I think would make a, a kayak just even more comfortable and it sounds crazy, but it's so true guys that this, this kayak, it cannot make, it can't tell you where to go cast or where to go find the fish, but, but it can make you a better angler. You know, it's like, it's probably, you know, minuscule what it can do because kayaks really can't change you as an angler. But the parts where they can is if you actually listen, uh, if you, I don't know if you have yet, but the, the, you know, the one with uh, Brad and Matt, 
the final cast, um, there's features that aren't even on the walkthrough video that we couldn't even yep. get to, like the little hook sharpener recess and the line cutters recess and little things like that on, on the boat. Um, there's several actually little hidden, hidden features we couldn't get, get to on the walkthrough and keep it kind of short, you know, real short, like we wanted sure. to or short enough, sure. I guess it was 20 minutes already. So, but what it can do is you can, if you're more comfortable out there, you're more confident, right? So you can be more comfortable and that's going to you know, make you happier, more confident. The little things like the hook sharpening stone, the line cutters, the catchboard recess, so you're not moving a catchboard around. So just think about it. if you moved your catchboard and it, and it bumped your kayak and it made a noise, you may not know this, but you might have spooked a fish and you didn't. And then that next cast you made, you didn't catch that fish. That sounds crazy and far-fetched. I know, but you add that up. But what about how many times you probably should have sharpened your hook, but you didn't even think about a hook sharpener because you're not maybe at that level of, of, you know, your, I don't know what the word is. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're fishing. You're not a seasoned veteran where you've, you've realized and lost enough fish with a dull hook point to where you bring one and keep it in your life jacket or something. But the right, fact that right, that's right. there, if it's right there, and then you can go on pretty soon. We'll have those hook sharpeners for sale at crescentkayaks.com on our store. But, um, and you sharpen your hook and it, and it allows the hook to penetrate through and hook one more fish. Even if it's one more fish out of every 10 trips, it's one more fish, you know, and then you didn't spook the fish from the catch board because it stays right there. Or the hole is properly made and maneuverable enough where you didn't hit that log and flip over. You just missed it by two inches because that hole was maneuverable enough to, to get the job done, to get you uh, to avoid the obstacle and get away. Instead of cleaning up a yard sale on the river, the lake or whatever, you're, you're making more casts, catching more fish. And I use this analogy a lot um, about how at some point Olympic swimmers, you know, shaved all their hair on their bodies to gain like 0.003 seconds. Jay, does, what, Jay yeah. just does that for fun. I just wanted to throw that out there. Just not my face. I get a lot of drag on my face. A lot of drag, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think my growth might have a little bit to do with that, too. Sorry. <laughs> I, I had to throw that in there. I had to throw no, that in there. No, that's good. That's, that's good stuff. But, you, you know, you get the point. I mean, it's so – it can make you – it can make you a better angler in the, in those ways. And, and it can make your life more comfortable and just more enjoyable in the water. And even fishing that one – that first tournament that on Lewis Smith Lake that I happened to just win – it was so fun. I mean, forget the fact that I designed the boat. I was just out there. And I was like, this is so freaking fun, man. Like my catch board's right here. I'm just putting the fish there. Boom. My hook sharpener's here. Boom. I want to re I need to retie more often than I do. Line cutters right here. Snap, snap it off real quick. Tie another one on. Boom. Back in the game. It just was so much fun. Like, like everything was where it was supposed to be. I had a, oh, I need a strap to drag my kayak to the river uh, or the creek or whatever. And so I just, my, my cam track handle system I came up with. I just loosened the whole seven foot strap up, put it over my shoulder and took off. And it's like, it's all part of the kayak. Like everything, it was just kind of seamlessly integrated. It's just so much fun to fish out of. Um, you know, it was just amazing, man. So that's kind of where, I don't know, I guess, I guess what's what we're seeing with the reviews too. Other people are just really excited about, you know, the boat and, and I get it, man. I, I, I love it. I can't wait to get out of mine. Now, here this just weekend, all actually. all all the little details that went into it are are just cool man it was like i said when i watched that walkthrough video and uh you guys basically started at the front and i saw the handle and the the mm -hmm. cam strap and i was like that's freaking genius that's super cool and then you go to the rod storage inside and and yeah, all that stuff cool. man and it just kept compiling and i was like 
good freaking job, man. You guys crushed yeah. it, um, which is super cool. We got a great question in the chat, and I'm interested to hear uh, your take on this. So uh, Josh Bauer says, what are the best improvements of the Sholey from the original Kusa? I mean, the original Kusa was needed to be redone anyway. Um, it, you know, the, it was a 2010 project. We, we were completed in the late 2010. So, I mean, the whole deck, think, think about it. 2010 gear tracks weren't even integrated into kayaks, right? So that, that tells you how far behind, or not behind, but how much really that, you know, technology has changed since then. Sure. So the biggest improvements probably were, you know, you know, like maybe integrating that that anchor wizard or, you know, putting the gear tracks, obviously updating the top side of the deck just to, to get it current. I mean, the Kusa hole is still one of the best holes out there, like period. It's amazing river for the river and uh, moving water. It's a great hole. I mean, it's it's awesome. So I don't know if the, you know, anything really needed to be done to the hole. But it's just the deck, you know what I mean? The deck yeah. that, and that's sort of, uh, you know, and this is, we talk a lot about rivers, but the cool thing about the Sholey is it's kind of, to me, the the most surprising thing I've seen from the public all, and all the reviews, which I wasn't expecting. Um, because we designed it, I, I wanted to make sure it's, it's the Sholey named after a river bass. You know, I'm a river guy. We wanted a good river boat. Crescent's got a ton of good flat water products already. So we definitely wanted to make sure there was a priority on a river boat, right? A good river boat, aqua tough plastic, just tons of cool, tough features for the river. Everything's seamlessly integrated. So nothing's sticking up all, all over your kayak, like the board game mousetrap, you know, that's not how, sure. you know, you should fish in the river. I'm not saying you're wrong. If you, you have rods sticking up and all that stuff, that's your style, but you know, the likelihood of you getting hung up is a lot less when things are seamlessly integrated. So to answer his question, that was the main thing to integrate things, you know, if you're going to have a fish finder, it's, it needs a, a cubby where it's going to be flushed down in there. Anchor wizard flush down in there. Boondocks landing gear flush, you know, everything flush in there, the, the rod storage internally. So you, you have some protection from, from extra rods that you may want to bring um, the, the rod saver on the, on the front hatch, everything from the length, the, the rod, butt, uh the rod, butt, um uh, stagers on the, the deck of that thing yep. in the floor. And there's another little set just under the seat. When you're in big waves, flat water or river, it it's prevents them from sliding around. And of course, if your rods slide around on your the deck, their tips are also sliding around, colliding, getting hung up. So I definitely needed uh, a lot of cool features like that for uh, to be a good river boat and to kind of update some things that, you know, the, the original Kusa and the Kusa HD, you know, technology <laughs> just, it, you know, wasn't there yet. So, but um, I was surprised and, and just, shocked at how many people did say though that it was a good flat water boat boat it, like they were like man this is amazing this tracks really well and that's because those three channels we have you know on the whole so i was just that's probably my biggest surprise how well it tracked on flat water and how well you know people are just saying this is going to be like my new lake and pond boat i love it and then especially if they're going to add a motor, which by the way, I just finished up my motor guide video tonight and I'm going to upload that to YouTube probably when we get off here or in the morning on how to install. That's one of the biggest questions I've been getting, how to install that XI quick release bracket on the bow with that gear track. Gotcha. So, but anyway, yeah, I was just shocked at how well this is, is getting the reviews for 
flatwater performance and I, I knew it was good at flatwater. I just don't think about flatwater as much because I don't really care as much about that. You know, I wanted the, <laughs> I wanted it to be a good boat for where I like to go. And then on flatwater, I don't really care a ton because I, I do fish so many tournaments now that I've got a motor. So I'm putting the motor on there and trust me, it, it works really good with the motor. So what do you no got issues. against us flatwater guys, bro? You've always, you've always had a grudge <laughs> against us. What is it? What is hey, it? Hey, man. Do we look got... funny? Do we smell weird? Wait, <laughs> what do you got against flatwater guys, bro? Yeah, nothing, man. Come on. <laughs> I stepped into flatwater on Grand Lake when I, when I, uh, the Bassmaster had to, yeah, yeah, had yeah. to slum it, had to slum it on some flatwater with the commoners. <laughs> and, slum uh, it. Slum <laughs> it. Commoners. And, and catch, some of your, oh. catch some of your spawning bass over there. Oh, my Lord. Okay, I love it. I love it, man. Man, Cole's uh, got a good question over there. I don't even know if I can answer that one. Cole. Uh, Ken had a great comment. <laughs> flat, flat water is the boring part of the river. <laughs> yeah, it, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, it, and by the way, we're going to, uh, Ken, we're going to get uh, back on with that uh, River Bassin podcast here soon. We were, I was going to do one tonight, and then we had this going, and I've been under the weather. It's been crazy, but I know we, we need to do another one of those here coming up soon as well uh, to talk about so many things. Yeah, Colby, you're you're – question is tough man i can't even i can't is even, there anything you could give us there um i tell you what uh i'm just let me think on it a little bit i remember one thing that i wanted was oh man i had a good one earlier that i was thinking about the other day i was like man i should have fought for that harder but there's not really a lot the one thing i wanted i think the uh i like the graphic i was trying to incorporate a little bit more of the bars of the shoal bass, like kind of like a smallmouth has the bars of the shoal bass somehow to kind of like make a graphic that somehow incorporated those more organic, organic looking bars. Sure. Uh, you know, the straight lines, but I mean, I love the, the logo now that it's here, you know, it, you know, I love it. It looks great, but that was the original thought process behind that. But dude, there's something else that I was thinking about the other day that I wish I would have, uh, fought a little harder for i can't remember what it was but it'll, it'll probably come to me and something that you know james he i bet you he would say that anything that he didn't want on the boat now that the boat's been out and he's seen the reaction from people because to me it's like even the little things it's like that hook sharpening stone and the line yeah. cutters i always yeah, go yeah. back to those that are just like it's you know unique, or dude. or how you know you know i don't know just all those little things that I was kind of fighting for like, it's a big deal. Um, you know, he's now that it's come out and he's seen the reaction from the angling community and everybody, he's like, Oh wow. Like this is, this was a good call. You know, this was a good call. We've had, we've had many conversations and texts back and forth about that was a good call by you. And that was a good call by me. So, you know, back and forth to each other. Sure. 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 But there's something there's Scott in the Scott in the comments was up. Scott, Scott Butcher has been crushing it over there. Running, running the show over there in, in Carrollton, Georgia, at the Crescent Kayak factory. He says, "Look at these hammers," but the only hammer is him in the comments, bro. Just saying. Where you been, Scott? <laughs> I miss you, brother. He Come had a back. good uh, episode with uh, Armando, Jeff Little, and Scott. Yeah, yeah, I listened to that. It was, uh, it was really good with him and Jeff. Um, some really on- honest conversation there, which was super awesome and. It was good to hear Scott's voice on a podcast once again, okay. and uh, super great episode that released on Paddle and Fin this week on uh, Tuesday. So go back and listen to that, man. Uh, we miss you, brother. Um, so you mentioned the XI3 on the front. Um, 
so now in return a bunch of the torpedo slash newport vessel motors uh questions are coming up like how is it how easy is it going to be to rig on this boat and uh foot steering i saw as well set it up with foot control steering. yeah easy super easy so man it's like i think ryan van tyne made a comment earlier about my brain or whatever like it's and if you listen to that podcast you know uh where we go over the whole boat with with you know matt and brad you'll see what i'm saying but i, I mean i really had so much time to think about this boat and, and just meticulously went over it i mean obviously i'm an angler you know what i mean so like everyone out there listening to this and i've done it for a long time and so any little thing i can think of that'll increase the value i mean i did and, and it doesn't matter to me that i'm with motor guide uh, torpedoes set the bar in this industry from the beginning when they when they started their movement, right? So I wanted to make sure we incorporated some little uh, bump outs, right, sure. for the tubes for the torpedo lines. And Jeff Little is gonna have, Jeff Little will have an install video coming up on that because uh, he's got one now and he's working on that stuff. Uh, he did a great first impressions review video. It's like thirty something minutes long. It was awesome when when he and Scott and uh, our our boy Nate, the intern over there at Crescent as well um all went out and took took it out for a little you know a little paddle but um yeah i mean it's it's easily rigged with the newport bixby torquedo whatever you could throw a rudder on on there with those lines if you really wanted to for, for some reason but um yeah I got little a bump feeling, outs make it easy i got a feeling uh butcher is going to be on plane with his 1103 in that boat just just yeah. ripping across <laughs> the lake <laughs> yes yes it's gonna move it's gonna move but it's you know it's not a speed I was gonna say with the, means, but it'll move with, with the forethought of like you know the the design and everything and the torpedo did you reach out to little or anybody else just i mean i know you obviously know about torpedoes and how they get set up but yeah jeff is obviously like you know the expert that everyone goes to um yeah i mean so did you reach out to him i did anybody? just to kind of get yeah i idea? did man i reached out to you know, I've been fortunate to do, to do this a long time, a lot of years. I know so many people in the fishing industry and the kayak paddle sports, obviously. But I reached out to a lot of people, I mean, to incorporate their products and um, make sure we got those products sent. We got the dimensions. We got everything accurate. Jeff was a really good source. He had some really good input, not just on, hey, we need this for the Torquedo, just, you know, overall, you know, layout and the balance, mm -hmm. you know, the, the weight, that center point and all that for, you know, the purposes of the, the torpedo, for example. And so, yeah, he had some good, good stuff to say. And I reached out and he's very I mean, helpful as always. Another legend of the river. I mean, you're mm -hmm. obviously a legend of the river as well, my man, but like, he I is. mean, you, you look back like in the young history and that, that of kayak fishing. And that's something that they talked about briefly in, in that episode with Armando earlier in the week was you know what jeff's been river kayak fishing for 20 years or something like that which is Dude, crazy when you think about it i'm glad he doesn't fish tournaments man i'll say that right now <laughs> i'm on the record i'm just I'm glad jeff's just doing his yeah. thing doesn't want to get in the, in the tournaments because he'd be uh a hammer that that, that, that sounds like a, a challenge right there i'm just saying you know? <laughs> he's done them before and he's performed very well so I know he can do it. Just, you know, obviously it's not what he wants to do and he's happy and doing, doing his thing. And, and you can see how happy he is. He's going across the whole country. He makes great. The YouTube channel is awesome. Yeah. You know, the little stuff, uh, and his, his, uh, reels and everything he's doing on social media. He's obviously having a really good time and very happy. So, you know, 
If you're happy, Jeff, you might as well just stay happy. Just keep doing that stuff. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Just stay away from the just tournaments. Stay yeah. there. No. I, I think <laughs> I think Jeff should go for like a new like a rebranding. We should call him like Locks Little. I mean, I've Locks watched that dude's hair grow for like. <laughs> remember his hair was like super short, and then all of a sudden you're like, what? Like this dude's like growing his hair like this. His shoulders. You know, <laughs> locks little. Locks little. I think that was He's definitely got locks some- little versus Drew Gregory. <laughs> locks little. There you go. Challenge like is on. I like it. I like it. It's super cool, man. Like, uh, just again, man. All all the all the details that have been uh, put into it. So let, let's run through some of these. We'll go from front to back, and we'll just do brief ones. We don't have to go into super depth. That you guys could go listen to the final cast yeah. for like the super in depth stuff. And if you want to pull up the website, you can even yeah. and look yeah, yeah, at some yeah. of those pictures yeah. and scroll I'll pop down. It up it's there. yep. Yeah, and it's a man. That that final cast was God, man. Like a, an hour and fifty minutes. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was it almost just, two hours. It takes a long time to go over all the features, but it sounds crazy. But it's still, it's still such a simple kayak. Really, it's like it's weird. It's like super simple, but a lot of the features are molded into the boat and integrated. So, you know, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how it takes that long, but there's a lot of stuff. But there's yet yeah, there's not a lot. I don't know. Uh, not too much, I should say. There's a. You want this picture, or is there? There's a bunch of uh, down below there. Um, you get into the actual, I believe, there there, if you keep going down. You could just play the video. And there we go. Over. Yeah, so there's like, <laughs> oh, man, there's all kinds of rod management systems like you see here, uh, starting with the Rod Saver. So I reached out to Rod Saver. They obviously are the, the guys who uh, started the movement on the deck of bass boats with the Velcro that, that you know, when the guys crank up the outboard, obviously – velcro your rods down on the deck and just go i wanted that there to um obviously you see there in the in the uh shot you got one of them outside the rod saver one of them inside but really the main purpose for me with that is just to let's say uh your your rods are in those grooves there and your rod staging grooves on that front hatch and you you know you come up with some white water or something you know you can strap them down real quick but my main thing really is once i leave uh the river or the lake or whatever then I just throw that on top of the rods. They're all right there. I put them there, and then I just throw the kayak in the back of the truck and go. They just they just ride like that, just like they would on the, on a bass boat. And then I throw it in my garage or wherever. And then next time I want to go fishing, throw it right back. You know, back and forth. It's easy. There's not a lot of moving stuff in, moving stuff out. They have a home where they can live. So that's pretty cool. Then there, you can see there's a uh, the one over there. It's um, the, yeah, it's that one on the top right actually right now. It's a rod. Uh, it's actually a Yak Attack padlock paddle holder, which has kind of been reimagined in my mind to be a, a what, what we're calling the rod holster. So you can pull a rod out. It's basically a taco style. It looks like a taco, yep. uh, taco style paddle holder. But obviously, a paddle is basically the same width as a rod butt, same width as a net. So it's kind of been reimagined and repurposed and angled at a very low, low angle backwards. Again, make, making it really good for not just rivers, but any. Anyone who's in a kayak, I feel like you should be taking advantage of the kayak and going underneath dock cables and underneath trees on the bank, getting different mm-hmm. cast angles that bass boats can't, right? To take mm-hmm. advantage of what you're in, a kayak. So that's cool. You can zoom in. Nice. So that that right there is angled back real low, and there's a bungee that can secure them down, but really the compression uh, of the taco shape will hold it in, and so you can just pop it out real quick, 
Um, and then, you know, actually that one isn't, it's not fully in that component. I don't believe it's actually turned the other way. There you go. There's there a better picture of it right there. So you can pop that out real quick. And I like to have that behind, behind me on my left-hand side. I'm always going to have a bait, like a Z-Man streaks that I, if a fish misses a buzz bait or top water, whatever, anything, spinner bait, chatter bait, doesn't matter. I'm always going to have my Z-Man streaks rod, soft plastic jerk bait right there on my left hip. And I'm going to pull it out of my rod holster. There's no bungee I have to undo. The compression holds it. So I'm just grabbing the rod and casting, just firing it out there. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but the other side, I like to put my paddle there because it's the same thing. I don't have to fumble yeah. with the paddle, pulling it out of some tube. Uh, I can just, which is kind of cumbersome, you know, you got to turn around and while you're fighting a fish and then pull it up, up and out of a tube. But now you just literally drop your hand and it hits your, your net and pull it out of the compression of that taco style, scoop up your fish and you're good to go. So it's kind of been repurposed and reimagined there on the back that piece but then you can see the rod butt stagers on the deck there are pretty cool because uh those, those rods are kind of laying in those grooves so you can see they're kind of below the deck a little bit and they're not going to slide when you're in big waves so that's just a lot of cool rod management systems on this on this entire kayak it's that's not like putting cool. anybody in a box to do something a certain way because <laughs> it always has the gear tracks there and all the other normal systems you see on other kayaks other than it doesn't have any two rod holders but that's pretty easily solved by you can install some or get a yak yeah. attack black pack or something like that or whatever sure 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 so, sure. yeah so there and it's got internal rod storage you see right there with that hatch with two tiers now i really haven't seen many you know negative comments on the boat but some people have it's not negative they're just maybe they don't really understand that this tank well on the front tank well that hatch is fully watertight so Every single kayak, when they cut that front hatch out to give you all that space internally for camping gear or whatever, they have to cut it out. All we've yep. done here on this boat is given you the option to leave that system in place, which that's a there's a, some flanges, that, some holes basically that those rods go in, and they obviously go inside the entire hole and are very protected. They're not bouncing around. Um, but if you don't want all that, like you don't want that deep compartment there, that deep level for a battery or other gear and you don't want it to be a tank well, you can just trim it out or go to your local local dealer. They can do a nice, probably a cleaner trim that you can maybe uh, with a Dremel or whatever that whatever you might have laying around. They, they probably have some better tools. But uh, what I suggest is you can cut out any of the levels there. If you want to cut out that deep level, you could still have access internally and keep your rod storage you know, there as well with those little grooves for the rod butts and the upper tier. Or you could cut out the upper tier and then stick stuff down inside the hole there and still leave all the rest of the rod storage there. So that's pretty cool um, for transport. You can add a third rod there as well. It only shows two, but you can add a third flange and have three there. And, uh, you know, we, those holes are only big enough to hold bait casters uh, okay. unless your spinning rods are shorter or you bend your spinning rod guide a teeny bit forward. That last sure. guide's a little bit too big, but um, you know, people are kind of like saying, Oh man, I'm, it's not going to hold my spinning rods. Well, I guess you got to keep those on the deck. You know what I mean? And then your extras, you know, if you have extras you're storing, you could keep in there, but, um, or cut out holes that are a little, little bit bigger and, and put bigger flanges on there. But maybe in my mind, I was just trying to keep it where it was only going to hold bait casters because I'm trying to teach people that, that, uh, you're going to catch more fish if you start to learn <laughs> how to throw bait casters. So, <laughs> so, so now we're anti flat water, anti spinning yeah. oh, rod. Anti spinning right. rod. Anti. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I can see like I'm going to come out every once in a while, but I rarely, rarely, uh, throw a spinning rod for sure but i mean you well, look at let me ask you know, it, let me ask you 
at this Go real ahead. quick. Can it fit the micro uh, spinning rods? You know, with the, the, the small guides. rods on Yeah, it? sure. The micro oh, yeah, guides? for sure. It actually, it actually fits my spinning rods. My 13 fishing spinning rods, which aren't micro guides, it fits them. But I just bent down that last guide a little bit forward to make it fit in there, which is not really a big deal to me. Some people may not want to do that. I just had to bend it a little bit. Sure. But it's no big deal. You can cut it out and put a bigger one in there, a bigger hole or tube, and maybe we'll, maybe that's something we'll add, in, you know, next year or an upgrade to make it a little bit bigger there. But it's not a big deal, and it's something that's not – the good news is that's not something that's part of the mold itself. That's something we can still change. So – that's, that's a good super thing. cool, man. Yeah. Super cool. The, the, the problem would be like, oh man, this this boat tracks, you know, like if the hole didn't do something right, or if it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if your feet didn't reach the foot peg, or I don't know. Things like that have to do with the actual mold, that would be a problem. But things like this, that's easy. You can still solve those. That's right. So all you flat water commoner spinning wheel people, <laughs> you're you're okay as long as you bend a couple things on your rod. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> like that's uh Drew said that. <laughs> Drew said and, that. Yeah. And, yeah right. uh, if step, you break a guide, if you break a yeah. guide, call Drew. That's right. That's right. There you go. Drew's got you. Drew's that first guide. Just, yeah. No, all I kidding mean, aside, I totally I mean, get it. for real. The, I mean, I, the spinning rod, I, I pick it up when I have to, but my whole goal is to net because I'm I want to cover water and power fish. My whole goal is to never is to find fish somewhere in a lake or river. I don't have to pick up the spinning rod because the, the truth is most pros out there, they are catching most of the fish on bait casters. You, you got more power and you can horse them in as far as tournament guys go. You, you know, you, you see more pros using bait casters than anything else. And that's, there's a reason mm. for that. You know what I mean? There's not, it's not like just happenstance. They're all, they've all figured out that the best way to catch bass and the techniques using they're using are better suited for bait casters. And again, you know, spinning rods for certain techniques are they're definitely necessary. I'm not saying that, that they're not, but, um, you know, if, if you haven't learned how to, you know, throw a bait caster, I highly recommend it. It's going to make you a much better angler for all your heavier baits, heavier lures where you need heavier line and stuff like that and power. I like it, man. I like yeah. it. Uh, molded in innovation moving on. Yes. We've got places on the side of the seat for your Plano boxes there. You've got, uh, so molded in cut out there. You got the catchboard recess, which is comes with a standard uh, crescent pad kit there. So I got to ask has you the this. Inches gotta, on it. Yeah, I got to ask you this: How much did Duke pay you to put that in there? <laughs> Duke, man, Duke can have anything, buddy. I know. I mean, I'm just kidding. Hey, I got to give Duke that? a hard time when I can. Us, yeah, you should, uh, you should owe us some money here. Some yeah. back pay. Yeah. Uh, but the cool thing was he was uh, always willing to help out with anything and. He loved the idea when I, he actually is the, one of the guys that saw the very first prototype of this thing. I, I remember I you by, called drove me it. when you were over there. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I think I was heading over to lacrosse last year and uh, yep. going right through that area. So I, I took it to him so he could see it. And now yeah, obviously, you know, he loved it. What's not to love if you're a guy that's making catch boards, right. And there's a recess <laughs> for your product right. in this, uh, this boat. So I have a feeling Duke will maybe even make some other cool stuff that could even go, in that recess just for this boat who knows but nice nice um that'd be cool to see something like that i'd like to see a flush uh pad kit you know that pad kit's recessed there and it's so that you're when your catch board's in there it's quiet and it's kind of flush <coughs> excuse me um kind of been well, under the weather so i'm gonna be fighting and, a cough 
and I thought it was super cool that you guys put in the inch marks too, because like, like me personally, half the time when I'm just going out fishing for fun, I'm not bringing a catch board with me. Right. Like right. What's, what's the reason for lugging it around if I don't absolutely need it. And, uh, this is nice too, because now you could kind of be like, all right, well, I caught a couple 18s today when you're talking to your buddy or, or whatever it may be. Exactly. You know? um, I thought that was super cool that you guys incorporated that into the deck pad. Oh yeah. You know what? You just, somebody, what was that question? Who had that question earlier about something I, I was kind of like wanting and I didn't get right. This is the perfect example. Here we go. I finally okay. found one. All right. I wanted, and I'm sure this could be something we end up changing. I wanted somewhere on that sidewall or on the pad kit that you see right above the catch board, there's a pad kit. Maybe later you'll see a picture of it if you scroll down and it says just SF the words SF right for specialized fishing. I really wanted something that said, um, that right here. solely it's like when people are taking pictures of their, yeah, right there. It says SF. I really wanted something that had the Crescent logo or had the word solely the the model to be in those pictures of their catchboard fish, right? And all we have is SF right now. And James is holding true to the way all the other crescents are done because in that same exact spot on the pad kit, you see the UL for ultralight or the LT for light tackle, right? So he kind of kept it true to form. I was really wanting the crescent logo or the short, the word surely somewhere, either on the wall with a molded in graphic or something cool like that there. But um, you know, maybe that's still something we could always tweak and adjust. But uh, anyway, it's it looks cool. We have the graphic on the the board, but if you put a fish there, then you don't see the crescent logo. Sure, sure, so, sure, sure. Anyway, that's one maybe, little thing. It was so minor. Yeah, but, that's right. Where the fish? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be covered up there. Yeah, maybe. And I haven't been watching. Off, the... I was going to Go say ahead, maybe Jay. you guys offer a deck pad, like alternate deck pads, um, that can be on the boats. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We we actually have been throwing around. Uh, you know, doing another pad kit because there's areas of this boat that I would like to see pad kitted. Um, Scott sure. and I have been talking about that uh, a good bit here lately too, about putting together a separate one and and some other cool features and accessories. Maybe throw it together in like a whole package. So yeah. uh, we'll we'll share some more details about that once we get it together. But there's other spots that I would like to see silence. But the key is this: you don't want to make the price of the boat go up for everybody. And the more mm -hmm. pad kit you get into, the more the price goes up. And some people, some people may or may not want, you know, every little teeny spot silenced or padded. I, I wasn't watching the comments because I was scrolling through, zooming in on photos and Butcher's over here taking shots at me and saying I'm not catching any fish. Um, take everything back that I said nice about you about five minutes ago. Just saying. Just saying. We, we can still block um, people, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, future. You're Scott's black. over there saying, he's over there saying the, kayak, the kayak's been out nine days. He says, "Give us a minute to get some accessories yeah, yeah. together." It's very true. We are we are very swamped at the factory. Um, I, like I said, I'm under the weather. The reason I'm under the weather is because I went straight from winning this tournament to releasing this kayak to all my family there, driving there, driving back back home. And dude, I had to mow the grass. I had to triple mow this grass to get it cut down low enough. I and mean, it's crazy. My my house was just crazy. So anyway, but then all the media and all the stuff that's kind of happened from the positive, you know, feedback on the Sholey, it's been, I mean, a little bit, you know, unexpected, quite frankly. I thought it'd be a, it was a cool boat, but the how cool it was is kind of worn off on me because I've known about it for you know a year or more since I designed the thing. So 
it's been a little nuts and uh it just definitely has gotten me i was sick for gosh three four days not non-covid thankfully but i'm finally getting a little bit of voice back but um anyway the factory is in the same situation it's been chaos over there so sure. huge shout out to everybody at crescent who's working so hard they've put in overtime hours they don't get enough credit and i'll always since i kind of am, am the one that fortunately gets to be a voice for the kayak and the company and people see my face a lot but i always want to make sure i shout out the folks at the factory because they are doing such a good job working so hard and we don't have a boat without those folks and um you know, scott lee a great group of folks over there and I mean, and we could talk about all the folks, uh, you know, customer service and Jeremy's just killing it. Neil, our guy there is amazing. Jamie, uh, just the whole, whole crew. So I just want to say thanks to them. I know James and I get a lot of the attention on this stuff and I'll always get more of it. I always want to make a point to do that because it, it just, it matters a lot to those folks that they, they know how, you know, how important they are to us and we we're nothing without them. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize like how many people behind the scenes are actually uh, turning the gears and making things come out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I love the extra deck pad kit, man. I know that's like, uh, you know, something New Canoe offers, and it, it it's cool to have that option, man, especially for some of those areas like you're talking about throwing extra padding on. I To me, I love it because it deadens the sound uh you drop something kick something you know all that stuff man it just makes it a quieter deck overall uh no matter what the boat is oh for sure man um trey johnson says drew you look tired i'm not saying that to be a whatever but you look exhausted (laughs) he's right man he is it's i've been whipped my wife's been killing it too just doing so much with the kids and everything just been so amazing as i've had to i mean i will i wouldn't I wouldn't tell her this, but I guess you'll hear it on the podcast. But I mean, on the on the drive home, I wasn't texting and driving, but I was voice voice texting back to a lot of the comments, you know, that I saw people asking because the questions started firing off fast. Boondocks and Anchor Wizard and all the, the integrated products, they started getting calls immediately looking like, when are y'all going to have the product out for the Sholey? When are you going to have the, you know, when is this special kit coming out? And uh, it so I was responding to a lot of comments and questions on uh, video and whatnot in our owner's group because it, it, you know, obviously it's, it's like a, a piece of me, you know, this thing. So I, I take a lot of personal responsibility and sure. having to get back to answer to set the record straight before some, you know, incorrect narrative gets out there. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. like the narrative about the front tank. Well, it's like, Hey, if you want camping gear and your whole inside of your kayak, cut the whole thing out. Right. We're just right, giving right. you that option. Cause if we cut it out beforehand, if the people that want the tank, well, which I think is probably the majority Sure. Not, not an overwhelming majority, maybe like 75, 25 or whatever, 60, 40. But I think most people would want the tank well. Um, then cut it out. Yeah. You know, no problem. Like if, you know, so anyway, I just like to like make sure everyone, I don't know, just gets the, the best information possible at the very beginning of the launch of this boat. It's going to save us a lot of headaches down the road. For sure. For sure. Yeah. A lot of people like to jump or, or they see the boat and then they start getting ideas. I could do this. I could do that. You know, Mm -hmm. um, is this going to be available? And you know, they, they kind of push you to, to get that stuff done and out there, man. So it's good that you're trying to stay ahead of it for sure. Yeah, man. What else is next here? Um, high, low seat. We have a new seat. It doesn't look different, but it's a two inch, I think two or two and a half inch uh, thick foam on that seat. Which there's another, 
Uh, I love that, dude. Yeah. That is huge. When I heard you guys on the walkthrough video that you guys did the inserted foam, kind of like uh, a kayak cushion, right? That everybody uses. Now it's already in the seat. You know, that's super awesome. Yep. And then obviously high-low seating there. <clears throat> and then um, you can see those rod staging grooves uh, right there on the, the forward-facing seat picture. There's some grooves that go underneath the seat that you could get your rods a little bit further back. So you've got rod butt staging grooves right there. Yep. The cool thing about those and the ones that are right on the floor is if you fish a typical length rod, you know, seven foot range, seven foot three, whatever. When you put your rods in those grooves there, the tips of your rods go literally just over the front of that bow. Exactly. Perfect. Where you don't have any length of rods sticking out to catch on something. You just have that little bit needed to where your bait hangs over the bow, which is really cool yeah. how the length of this boat, everything was just perfectly, you know, kind of laid out and thought out. Super cool. So there's the these are the notches. Holder. These are yeah, the those, notches yep. you were talking about, right? Those are your rod rod staging grooves. Yep, exactly. Yep. And when you put them in those other little um, rod butt stagers under the seat, I mean, your rods go and lay perfectly flush on there. You could swipe your hand across the top of that and never feel any of your rods. So it's pretty cool. And then when you put the rod saver on top of it, to secure them to drive or, or going down rapids or whatever, or just rough, rough weather and water, then, um, for sure they're going to hold, but yeah, that's the iPhone holder there. It's something pretty cool. I could see the future of the sport being live streaming. And obviously we like to take selfies out there on the water to send our buddies. So that is a perfect little spot to hold your iPhone. Nice. And it's right in the, uh, what we're calling the fish finder cubby, <clears throat> probably even a bad, way to describe it but i want to make sure people realize what that's for because really it's just a cubby and so that's the thing if you don't want your fish finder there in that location cool put it on tracks you know where you, you normally would have a fish finder but if you want it flush and out of the way put it there most uh nine inch units and below fit perfectly my 10 inch garmin fits in there fine but you have hummingbird 10 inch definitely isn't going to fit um because they just have a lot of extra stuff going on on the sides besides their screen they have the most i guess space but anyway it, it keeps it flush and it's kind of like the difference between um you know your flush mounted gps units and your uh in trucks these days as opposed to those the beginning ones the tom toms that just and the garments that just suction cup to your windshield right so now you got something flush in there instead of on a gear track out to the side sticking up and in your way so that's what that is uh and that and then the um the scupper right there is where the transducer goes to a transducer scupper. And then of course, on the backside where the iPhone holder is backside of that wall, if you drill straight through and into that, you don't have to drill through. You could go up and, and over through the rod stager grooves. You could put your wires in that front hatch and that hatch was made, you know, as you guys just saw, there's two levels to hold a battery and a very big battery can fit in that, that lower level, which is deep. It's a real deep. Um, so yeah, that right there is super Down deep. Here, so you, right? It actually will hold like a trolling motor size battery. All the way oh, in there. That's yeah. Slick. So nice. if you wanted to even put your battery for a trolling motor in there, you can um, to balance the, you know your boat. You've got a choice between the tank well and the the rear and the tank well and the hatch for a, a battery for weight. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's cool. But you can also angle. Don't forget, like just because you're you're you know you don't have to keep. This is one comment I've seen too. You don't have to keep your fish finder at that exact angle. Like people are acting like. Oh, well, nice glare on, you know, that's going to be coming off the screen or whatever. And if you're standing or if you're sitting up high, I think that's a great angle. But if you sure. don't want it at that exact angle, then just, you know, you've got mounts that are adjustable. You can still adjust it in there. You know, it's still going to be pretty darn in there and flush, especially if you have a sure. seven inch unit. It's going to be all the way up in there 
uh, or eight or not some nines. So you can still change the angle, you know, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got room for improvement, you know. Because yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest. When I first saw that walkthrough video, I'm like, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, man, that angle. But if you're standing, it's perfect. But you know, then I started really thinking about it. I'm a little slow to the punch. Not gonna lie. I'm like, well, you just put it on a, you know, yak attack mount and pivot it up or down. You know, duh. Yeah. Problem solved. Exactly. And that's a, a security bar there for stand assist strap. Uh, or if you unscrew that, there's inserts. So I think some people will find a way to utilize those inserts to maybe mount their fish finder as well. Um, so we'll see. And you can. It's actually crazy, but on the top of that landing, kind of basically just above where that uh that bungee is for the iPhone holder on either side of those triangle pieces that come down You can't really tell, but they're right there. Yeah. To, you're just to your right. There's a gap uh, up oh, above right, right, right there. Yep. For yep. This, that's yep. for a, a, a yak attack gear track to go across, makes a bridge across the whole thing. Oh, and the cool thing cool. is your iPhone will still fit in there even when that track is there. So if you wanted to put a track there because your rod, but I mean, your rod staging grooves are all kind of going up and down, making these, you know, triangle shapes there and these V shapes. So, there's not a lot of good spots right there, but um, you can put a gear track right there. That's what it's made for. And similarly, at the very bottom, right above that scupper, that flat area there is made for the gear track to go there. So if you want to put one there, uh, or you could put Scott Butcher had an idea, a really good idea to put a mighty mount in the, where the iPhone holder recess is. And maybe right that's here. where you, uh, or just, yeah, or just below there and that, on the angle on the wall right okay. there. Yep. And you could put your fish finder, hook, hook it up that way to that mighty mount there with the Yak Attack universal mount or whatever you want to use. But, Anyway, uh, yeah, that's, that's slick, there's a man. lot going on there. And that whole cubby, if you don't use a fish finder, which often I don't, um, that's just a cubby. Just like my, there's several Plano bags that fit perfectly in there. There's some groove fishing tackle boxes and Plano boxes that fit perfectly in that size there. You could throw extra baits and stuff up in that cubby. It's, it's, it's just a cubby. Okay. So if you don't want your fish finder there, it's still just a cubby that's useful to everybody. So everything that's recessed and that's been integrated into this kayak has about three or four or five other purposes to where, okay, if you don't want an anchor wizard, no big deal. It's just a cup holder. You know, if you don't want to use a fish finder, oh, awesome. I've got a cubby there and now I'm freed up to use my iPhone holder to take selfies and live stream or whatever. So there's lots of other purposes to everything on the kayak and it doesn't kind of put you in a box in any way. Right on, right on. So we got uh, no flat water, no spinning rods, yeah. no fish finder. <laughs> I'm just compiling how, to the list as we go on. That's my perfect, you know, <laughs> dream right there. Well, and that's just it, right? Like you've always been a guy that kind of keeps it simple for the most part, right? I like I mean, to. Uh, <laughs> obviously, there's times where you utilize, you know, a motor and things like that where where you see fit. But I mean, let's be honest, you know, you're again river guy. A lot of river thought gone into this boat, which is super sweet. Yeah, man. Thanks, <laughs> Ken Moore says. Why doesn't have his Choli have a mini fridge? I'm sure you could figure out a way to do that with that that hatch or something. Maybe we should come out with a uh, um, a cooler liner for that front, you know, that deep a cooler bag for that deep hatch in the front. That'd be nice. I for mean, I'm sure if there's anybody that could figure it out, it's big. probably it's probably Fletch, right? Fletch is like the king of rigging. Uh, take yeah. it down to Fletch; he'll get it, get you set up, man. He'll do it. He'll do it for sure. <laughs> little mini fridge action yeah uh so let's let's talk about this front handle man front handle is cool it's a cam track <clears throat> system i came up with and it's a you know it's a basically it's a cam strap that's seven seven foot long on on a track that's about eight eight inches long a custom-made yak attack gear track 
uh, with the vertical tie downs. And so basically you can pull the whole thing out and extend it. Um, the excess goes into your front hatch, uh, just throw it in there. But, but the cool thing is you can loosen it up to whatever if you want to loosen it to, you know, just six inches or to a foot, you know, you've got that molded in, I mean, that, that sewn in handle there and you can carry it like that. If you need to, you know, tow your kayak to or from the lake or river or whatever, you can just extend it all to seven foot or make it a big loop into, I guess, about three and a half foot loop and uh, put it over your shoulder and drag. Or what I like, I like to do is use my, put it around my waist, whether with a belt loop or just around the entire waist with a carabiner and just walk. Like I'm just pulling a sled, you know, like a NFL nice. offensive lineman drill or something. You're just pulling a sled. And the key is with this boat, if it's flat and you drag any boat flat, they feel almost weightless. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know we got the, the boondocks landing gear integrated in there uh, or a little U where, where you can kind of seamlessly integrate flush their landing gear. You can use any other cart too, by the way, obviously. But um, I mean, honestly, just dragging it is pretty darn light and it's made from this super durable aqua tough. It's, you know, highest strength plastic out there tested in all the, the test studies. So, I mean, just drag it straight without weight. If you have weight in a boat, that's different. You know what I mean? Or if you're sure. lifting it up by the handle and dragging it right on the keel in one specific spot, that's getting all the, the beat, you know, the beating and the scrapes and scratches. Sure. But when it's flat guys, I mean, I, you know, I, I know it's uh, you know, obviously it's a lot of money to spend 1599 on a kayak, but I promise you, you're not going to, you're not going to hurt the Sholey dragging it flat. And then when you do it, that's the right way to do it. So extend the handle all the way out. The beauty of this cam track system and this handle is, you know, you can take it off and use it as a stand assist handle. You can take the whole thing completely off when you get to the water. That way your front track and that front, which is in that groove, right? That rod staging groove is completely clean. And now your rods all lay in there and there's no handle anywhere up front to get a bait caught on or whatever. No handles. So, and you could put a spotlight there, GoPro, you could do whatever you want. Just take it, put a roto grip, you know, up there if you want from Yak Attack. So it's kind of a cool system. It's super versatile. We didn't say, say this in the video, I actually use mine to real quickly just even secure it to my truck. You know, just take the handle so it's already there, secure it, take off. Um, so anyway. Super I, cool. It's cool. It's uh, just very versatile. Question on this. Uh, Ryan Van Tyne's asking, what is the exact length of the drag rope? When I drag weight, I like to pull my yak up next to me, grab a pick, switch rods uh, from yeah. Uh, yeah. pulling his yak. Well, it's perfect. I mean, it's like seven foot long. So, so the cool thing is you can pull all that slack out and make it one single strand, right? That's seven foot. Um, it might be even a little bit longer than that. Uh, a little longer than seven. I'm not sure. It's about seven. I'm not sure what we finally ended up on, but we made sure that it was, if you make it into a loop, Ryan, and you put it over your shoulder, then it's going to be dragging flat on the ground. It's not going to be, unless you're just crazy tall, maybe it would lift up a little bit, but it depends on what you want to do. So if you take it seven foot all the way out, what you want to do, Ryan, is drill a hole in the very end of your cam strap, the very end that's going to go through the, the buckle. If you drill a hole in that, then you now have a hole there for a carabiner. So I put a carabiner um, you know, on my belt loop or my shorts, or you could wrap, and now if you wrap it around your waist, you're taking up a lot of that slack. Now your whole length is getting shorter. So if you want it shorter, you want your kayak closer to you, that's cool. If you want it to be a full you know, seven feet away from you, basically – then you just have to carabine it, that carabiner to a belt loop or something like that. And then it's seven feet away because some people want it a little bit closer. 
Some people want it further away. If it's too close, when you're waiting, it does start to bump into you and stuff like that. If it's too far away, then you can't grab that handle and grab it for support when you need. And actually, that's a good tip too. When you're wading in water that's treacherous and slippery, wade by grabbing that handle, right? That front handle of your kayak, grab it and then hold on to it as you're waiting. And then you, if you ever slip, you can just put pressure on the kayak to hold, to catch yourself. So you don't actually slip and fall and hurt yourself. So you do want it close by, but uh, yeah, that's a good question. That's slick, well, dude. I got a question. Like, so as far as that strap goes, what about the people who have to drop in from not so uh, welcoming spots? Does that, I mean, will that handle the tension? Is that tough enough up there? Yep. To, even even if it you got will, stuff in the boat? Yeah, it will. It, it you know it, it should at least I should say because we we actually made sure it was uh so those vertical tie downs are not on a t a t bolt they're actually and there's a stud on the bottom and they go into an insert both of them into the so that's how every handle on the market is is done right two bolts yep. into two inserts so it's actually done the exact same way everything else is now now the strength the only difference is now what what's the breaking point of either the vertical tie downs themselves which mm -hmm. is they're pretty darn strong. I would think that's a pretty high breaking point or the strap itself. And I can't remember what pound, you know, breaking strength that strap is, but that's, you know, your, you know, lightweight polyethylene strap. So yeah, it's a, it's a lot of weight. So I, I would can't imagine you're going to have any issues with that at all. But if you ever thought you were, you could always switch them to those uh, eye bolts up there instead of the vertical tie downs. If you think that's where it could fail, you know, those just regular round uh, metal yeah. eye bolts. I think Yak Attack even has those as well. They do. Yep. So you yep. could yep. change it. Um, but I don't think the strap's going to break. I don't think it's, I think you're going to be good to go because we're in inserts. And so with the T bolts, that's a good question, Jay. Very perceptive because you're, you're probably assuming that those are T bolts in there. And why wouldn't your brain think that? Because that's what those vertical tie downs typically, you know, get attached to a track by but if you're pulling like you're saying somewhere steep the force is going out of the track you know what i'm saying it's not going straight up mm -hmm. like when you're lifting it it's actually going out of the track so that's why we had to make sure there was inserts in there and that was something that james came up with that was pretty clever um for sure to, to make sure we had enough strength there so that that system would work no it's super cool man because you know like jay was talking about with that weight in the boat and dragging it and all that stuff man you have to uh definitely make sure it's gonna gonna hold up to the abuse that kayak fishermen like to put boats through you know oh yeah you're taking too much stuff if you break a vertical tie down or a uh, cam strap with how much weight with you not in the boat <laughs> if you have that much weight and you break those yeah that's your first sign that you've you've already defeated the purpose of the word kayak and kayak fishing He's, Phil he's already talking. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Phil Robertson said the video Jeff Little has out already has him taking it up over a small bank because dragging flat was too easy. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That that Jeff did make a comment in his video that they were they were uh, accessing the water. Somebody's you know manicured lawn, you know, so it was like real easy to drag. And he said, just because of that, I'm going to go over here to the woods to the side of these little. It's like you know logs and sticks on the bank and go up a hill and sure. around to get my money's worth so that's what he right did. on and that 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 right there in the back you can see those uh torquedo bump, bump outs, outs by the way yep. and then you also see the the cool little cute mini three-quarter inch cam straps on the tank well which is something that people have been falling in love with as well and i've been shocked at how many people have actually commented 
that their favorite part of this kayak is, you know, those buckles or the catchboard recess or the rod storage in the tank well or the this handle on the bow. There's been so many people have said so many different things are their favorite part. You know, the rod butt stagers, the hook sharpeners. It's been crazy to see how many people have said so many different things. That's what's blown me away, which is what is very exciting. But anyway, the, uh, the cam straps are one of my favorite things back there in the tank well because you can now secure things down really tight because bungees, you have to have the right size item. It's got to fit just right. And now we've actually have two security bars on the, the floor of that tank well on the very bottom. So you actually have complete downward compression, which you'll see on my uh, XI5 motor guide video. I actually posted one already showing uh, how I'm, I'm using those to, to put downforce on my battery to hold it back there. Because without downforce from the actual ground of the tank well, then, I don't know if you can see, there's one of them you can see in that picture. Yeah, to the right there, you can see that the very top left, there's a, it's hard to see that security bar, but you can see that strap for the seat is, is connected to it on the top left of that photo. The, uh, Right where that red Back dot here. is. Yeah, right yep. there. Yep, that security bar on the floor there, on the very floor. As you go down, yep. You can barely see, see that kind of... there was... Yeah, there's probably a better picture of it. But anyway, it's... it's that's this There here. it is, right there. So you've got one of those on both sides of that tank well. On the, so you can actually have pure downforce. So if you have a small dry bag or something that's not even the height of the tank well, you could... Like, I actually cinched down tight a single thin Plano box to the floor there just to see, like, wow, I can get compression down uh, as well. So... And you can see we embossed American made in that tank well, which is pretty cool. And that picture above there, you can kind of see where that was happening. We also embossed right embossed the word cataracte in that front tank well, which is kind of cool. Um, it's our little love letter to the shoal bass since that's the uh, fish of the waterfall. That's That one there says crescent. Crescent, But yeah, right. if you open up that tank well, it's kind of cool. Inside there, it says cataracte, scientific name for the shoal bass. So that's kind of cool being able to add that little touch as well. There's Can't a lot going on, man. Photo, it's right? Yeah, I don't know if you can see it. it's on the top of that, but uh, definitely a lot going on. The uh, Anchor Wizard, and I'm trying to think what else we haven't touched on here. There's Anchor Wizard Recess. Let's see. Here we go. Product integrations. Power Pole is there. You can you, know, you can easily – the four-hole pattern is there for you. We don't have oh, inserts cool. there. We have a rear hatch where you can get inside and actually put washers or backing plates and, and nuts on it. We think that's a little bit more um, structurally sound and – you know, you're not going to break any inserts or have any potential failures in molding when you do sure. it that way. So and it's it's pretty easy. So that's how we did that. But uh, the rod saver, obviously, we talked about that. It, it can be a paddle park as well. So that's cool. Uh, we integrated the catchboard slot. We talked about that. We integrated the boondocks landing gear. And the cool thing, here's a secret. The boondocks landing gear, that little U-shape, that uh, the recess where that landing gear goes in flush, it mm -hmm. actually has another uh use that's actually the perfect spot when you're strapping your kayak down to a trailer uh particularly a trailer or uh the top of a roof rack or whatever that's the perfect spot yeah that u-shape there scott butcher showed me a video the other day where he put it upside down on his trailer and that groove is the exact shape of his bar and it fits in there oh, perfectly nice. flush so it just holds like that um you actually have a couple other grooves actually that um that cup holder there you can see you can't really tell in that, this picture, but there's a little smaller groove on the other side of the cup holder, which is just out of that photo, a little groove that um, it looks like it might be for a paddle to sit, but it's actually a little groove for your strap. Uh, and that Yak Attack Roto Grip that comes standard with it as well. There, there's a groove down right there that is perfect for your straps as well, the exact spot where they hit when you're in the back of a truck. So some little small little hidden features like that are pretty cool. 
and you can see um but that's that's definitely a cool it. thing the uh the rotor grips coming with it was very important to me and the, the fact that you can move those rotor grip paddle holders out and turn them not just perpendicular like they are now but you can turn them parallel with the boat which nice. gives you the ability to use it for again a million things a rod a paddle <clears> a net you you have so many options in the ways you the way you want to really want to fish out of this boat it's it's kind of mind boggling. It'll take you a few trips to kind of figure it out. Super cool, man. Super cool. Yeah. And then There's that's the fish finder. Fish you can finder. see how nice that fish finder looks in there. You can put one of those shaded shields on the top of it too. Sure. And uh obviously you can reduce that glare. I love that that angle. I just love it. It looks really good too. But that's my 10-inch Garmin. So if you have a 10-inch, you can see how nice that looks. And the other ones will actually go completely inside there. Uh, mine, the guts, the guts are actually back inside there, but the, uh, the lip of the outside of that tennis unit fits perfectly on the, um, the, the kayak plastic right there. That's super nice. cool, man. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Super cool. And then the hull is kind of the last. Yeah, it kind of is. You got this nice, <clears throat> nice flat hole, you know, going to be good for the, for the river, for maneuverability, for water to slide underneath it. So you can ferry and go across currents real easy. But those three tracks right there, it's you know, true to the crescent form, right? We got these three channels in every one of our kayaks and that actually the, the depth and the right width of those are what hold enough water still to be a really good tracking flat water boat. That's really what it comes down to. We don't have a lot of, you know, keel sticking down, I didn't want a lot of st stuff protruding on the bottom. Uh, you can see the transducer scupper there. It's 11 foot. For, we haven't really talked about the specs, but it's 11 foot 10, 77 pounds, all said and done. And we don't have a skid plate. We got the, the Aqua Tough plastic in there. We're molding extra thick in that spot. You're not going to have any issues. I guarantee you that uh, for a long, long, long time. I mean, I, I originally had the cheapest uh thinnest you know ocean kayak there was the caper and it took me a long time to wear the keel of that down and we just didn't want to put any inserts there because that's where a lot of failure can happen so we kept it like that and uh technology's just changed so much over the years that we just felt like it wasn't necessary to have a, a skid plate there anymore super yeah, sweet man. man just an awesome rig all around cool. uh, what is it 34 inches why i didn't say that 450 pound weight capacity and uh yeah uh it's a lot going on <laughs> so the anchor wizards are already available you could buy those straight from anchor wizard a lot of kayak shops uh sell them i don't and... know if the there's a custom one though i don't know if they put out the custom ones josh um oh it's it's custom so there that is I a little didn't bit know. custom okay. yeah they have a uh, the reason why is because they, the anchor wizards have a little bit of a lip on the bottom okay gosh, i know i've got one somewhere around here they have like a lip on the bottom and for that, for that anchor wizard recess, which also doubles as a cup holder to work. Um, we needed it to have that lip removed off the bottom. So you could dremel yours off and DIY it. No problem. But they're having a separate skew anchor wizard. It's going to come out and it actually has a mounting plate that goes on there first. Okay. Then your anchor wizard can pop onto their mounting plate. So oh, it'll that's just cool, take man. a couple of well nuts. You drill into, into the, the outside brim of that cup holder and then pop it in. It's kind of like that little bit that's sticking out. It's the principle of the one power pole versus two power poles Two, You're not going to move, right? It's not going to swivel. Sure. So once you have two points there, even though it's not like 12 o'clock, six, six o'clock or three and nine or whatever it is, um, it's still going to hold it secure. So that's the, 
you know, the plate that you'll be seeing soon from Anchor Wizard. You can actually message them if, if to find out when it's available. I forgot, I meant to message Cameron with Anchor Wizard to find out when that's going to be out, but they'd already sent us some of the samples, so I know they're they're pretty much ready to, to rock and roll with that new product. Right on, man. I didn't know it was like a special custom Anchor Wizard. I thought it was just the stock ones off the shelf. That's super I mean, cool. Kind of. You, you can team yeah. up with them. You can still. I mean, it's the same thing. All they did is just cut the rim off, or the majority of the rim. There's a little bit of the rim left where it's got to hit that landing for you to be able to, you know, drill into it with those uh, with a couple well nuts. I'd recommend. And uh, so, I mean, you could DIY the the original one, but the bracket's just cool because you can pop it out if you want and okay. pop it back in. Of course, like I've mentioned on other podcasts, if you pop it out, you don't really, there's not a lot of use for it unless you're popping it out to put it into another Sholey because it's not no longer, you know, it doesn't really work on anything else, but the Sholey, sure. right? Cause it's sure, sure, I sure. Mean, really, I guess, unless you got another one of those mounting brackets and put it in your kayak somewhere else. Sure. I guess. Sure. No, that's cool, man. That's cool. So, I mean, you touched on the length, uh, 11 and a half feet, right? 11, 10. Yep. 11, 10. So not quite just 12. shy of 12, but like, I I've seen a lot of comments pop up, like why not 12 or 12 and a half or 13? Like, was there a reason why you guys didn't go that? that I mean, big? yeah, I was kind of forward thinking about, you know, Hey, if we, if I want to hit this middle of the bell curve first, you know, I feel like, to be a good river boat, I wanted to kind of err on the lower 12 or the low, you know, high 11s to be maneuverable. But then if you get too, too low, it becomes too small. And yeah, it's maneuverable. It's great for rivers and great for little guys like me, which by the way, this boat's really not designed for someone. I mean, it is for someone my size, but I mean, if I had my perfect boat, it would not be 1110 for Drew Gregory. It'd be shorter, but that's neither here nor there. I wanted to make sure we hit the middle of the bell curve and then also had room to go up and down whenever, you know, we decide to to make another one that might be bigger or smaller or whatever. So if you were at, you know, if you were at 11 foot going down to 10 is going to be hard to make a adult size kayak at 10 foot. That's, it's just tough to fit a good number of people in a 10 foot kayak, which the ultralight's already, it's a great boat, but it's uh, the Crescent makes it's 10 foot, but it's again, we don't, we're not going to re- recommend that to someone who's, you know, six foot three and six foot five, whatever, and 270 pounds or 200. So I want to make sure we had room to go down and still have a a decent sized kayak. If we move down to hold still a fair number of people without making it where it's only like a little kid's boat, basically, or a youth boat or uh, a women's boat, maybe, or a small guy like me boat, you know, not a Brian room to go up too. so. So, So we're against flat water, no yeah. spinning rods. Against it's just like looking at you in a flint, dude. It's, it looks like your feet are sick, it, it, your toes are sticking out past the, the bottom. But it, <laughs> but it works. It works, right? And it's great for rivers. Yeah. Just like I'm yeah, sure yeah. this this would be, oh, great, be great for great. me in a river too. You know? It's super stable. You can stand up in it and um it's it's got 450 pound weight capacity you'd be fine in this thing it's the guy the first review that went on youtube is a a gentleman who uh a super nice guy and from what i'm hearing from robert weicker is he's probably one of the harshest critics on kayaks review wise he's owned about 40 he said in his video and he is six foot eight i can't remember if he said he was 275 or what he's six foot eight and he was raving about the sholey how and the weight capacity the stability 
and how it paddled and, and he was using it on flat water and he was super impressed a lot of the rivers that's actually a cool thing i mean yeah it's yeah, been yeah. like a blessing in disguise that, that a lot of the the first shipments of shoalies went to an area of the country like tennessee where there was a lot of rain and so all the rivers were blown out even brad hicks got his and he's like man all this rain yeah. i can't can't even take it out on a river so all a lot of the first reviews are flat water sure and everyone is saying like dude this thing's paddling great on flat water it's tracking great and yet still you know maneuvering really well so they can see how it's going to be great on the rivers too but this guy was took it on flat water is, is a pretty harsh critic so i was really impressed to see and, and just excited to hear how how much he loved it we'd never imagined a guy that size would have that much comfort in the boat so right he, he was like i got plenty of room i got a whole another foot peg you know adjustment to go so i'm like that's cool yeah, I'm yeah, pretty man. sure from, from like past influence designs. I mean, like the Kusa or the Kusa HD. Um, those are good river boats, but they do well on flat water too. So I would expect nothing less than the than the Sholey to do well on flat water too. Um, I mean, you know, and plus with all the uh, the the new I don't, I don't say technology, but all the new stuff that's out, you know, and all the additions, it's going to be. And and if a six foot eight guy could fit in that thing, holy cow. That's a tall yeah. dude. That's really tall. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I expect nothing but great things to come from it. Nah, it's sick, dude. And kudos to you, James, the whole Crescent crew, man. Uh, you guys put a ton of work into this. And I mean, really, really thought it through, man. And and like I said earlier, and, I, you know, you and I are friends, but I wasn't, you know, trying to kiss your butt. But I think you guys really set a new new bar new standard for for kayaks with with just all the small integrations that you guys came up with dude it's it that's huge man and and kudos Thanks, to you man. guys for doing that like i appreciate it um it's pretty cool As what, matter of fact the uh the the little small things we didn't even talk about the hook sharpener stone we don't even have a picture of that yet on the website but um i've got some i think we're gonna get them on there and the line cutters recesses those small things yeah um, and then i appreciate it. i've gotten so many calls from people and messages from people in the industry have said the same thing and i you know you guys know who you are and thank you so much for calling and, and saying those nice things it's been um a long time coming a lot of hard work a couple years of you know work to get this all yeah. to fruition so it's not been easy i know it's easy to see a lot of you know i've been fortunate with a lot of success on the tournament trails and uh, you know past kayak designs and, and it seems like this one's going to be a hit too but man guys it's been a long long road um life's been challenging life's been tough having the family and a new little girl and we all go through, you know, peaks and valleys and it's been a challenging trying time, but I feel like it's, you know, my wife and I and the family, we've grown our character, the whole Crescent family. We've, we've kind of grown together and it's, it's made us all better, better people in the end and uh, just happy to be where we are. So uh, I know, I just want to say that because I know a lot of folks out there probably, you know, you might be going through a tough time right now. You might be going through a, a valley in your, in your life, but, you know, there's a time to plant, you know, and there's a time to harvest, you know, that's what the yeah. Bible says. And, and, uh, there's no doubt that, that it was, there was a lot of planting and just kind of cultivating that and just hard work that went into this project, man. So, you know, nothing, nothing great comes from just, just kind of like locking into it, not hard work. So if you guys are in a position where it's, you're in a downtime, like, you know, plow through it and, and fight through guys. And I'm thinking about you because, Life's not always easy, and this definitely wasn't easy. So, just proud that we were able to kind of finally get it out there, and you guys can see it and enjoy sure, it, and make man. memories. That's the main thing: make memories in it with your families, and 
and uh, it'll last a lifetime because we only have so much time on this on this good earth. So, amen to that. Amen to that, dude. Congrats again, brother. It's uh, it's super cool to to see uh, the next phase in in your career, and uh, you know, it's already started off with a bang. A lot of a lot of talk since this has been released. Uh, a lot of excitement. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've seen the chat blow up all night long about you know guys just pumped to get theirs or have gotten theirs and gotten out on the water and things like that. Man, it's 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 awesome to see. And uh, kudos to you, man. Like like you said, you've you've been uh, on a roller coaster ride. You know, and and just the past two years has been, I know, ups and downs for you, man. And uh, You've kept your head up, kept your nose to the grindstone, and came out on top, brother. So uh, congrats to you, your family, the whole Crescent crew on all their hard work and, and dedication, dude. It's 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 awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks to Paddle and Finn. You guys are awesome. You guys continue. Y'all are just consistently, continually putting out quality content. I mean, all your hosts are awesome, and the shows are amazing. You get great guests, so you guys are crushing it. And I just want to thank you guys for doing what you do because it's – what you've done is a labor of love. It's it's no one's getting rich. We've talked about this before. No one's really getting rich in this industry. We do it because we love it. So yeah. thanks to you guys for doing if somebody's that. Somebody's getting rich. Uh, let me know where my bank account's at because yeah. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. I, as soon as I got home from the Sholey launch, by the way, yeah, uh, my our well, actually right before I left, our AC went out. My wife was like, "Yeah, the AC's not working." And of course, she's got two young kids: a six-month-old, oh, a four-year-old. And they're going crazy in this heat. And then next thing you know, we get back. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure it's just something small. But no, the whole thing went out. We had, oh, we had no. to replace that. And it made sense to do the furnace. So $13,000 later. Oh, um, and I'm like, yeah. So that's apparently what these you, things you better cost. These you better days. win some but returnments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. No kidding, right? So, But it's a good timing to finally have this product come out and, and <laughs> maybe get some income finally of off this project so uh but anyways instead of ordering one surely everybody has to order yes. three yeah, <laughs> yeah please order more <laughs> here you go no it's yeah, awesome man for, like go ahead, Jay. Gonna, go ahead thanks for coming on man you know it's cool i haven't seen you in a long time so it's uh you know been a while. I, I like seeing i like seeing you doing well out there it's pretty cool man you're kind of cleaning house and you know back-to-back champion i mean i mean you're doing great man i yeah. mean you're out Thanks, there man isn't that yeah. crazy first uh first trip in this kayak at winning the Bassmaster tournament that's just like divine intervention man it's kind of like uh i remember a guy one time who uh got attacked by a goose when he was designing another kayak yeah so. we saw that <laughs> <laughs> so, you're definitely anyway. i could see i could see bird watching in your future for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i mean i don't know like actually i listened to y'all's po- last podcast and i remember brian you said something like yeah that drew gregory he's, he's got some sort of horseshoe you know or something oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i don't know man but i i do feel like i there was some divine intervention going on with with uh the launch of these both the, the original kusa and this kayak some cool stuff that happened um to win back to back now has been awesome so and i love the, the tournament stuff and excited to start uh got a big gap until the next Bassmaster tournament and uh, to finish off the, the Bassmaster kayak series and uh, on Pickwick in October, Heck big yeah, gap. But so I'm going to fish some Hobie stuff and some KBF stuff and try to get into the running in those series here as well. So we'll see if I can uh, pull that off. So should be fun. That's so cool. keep follow along guys. I like it, man. Yeah. Crush him, yeah, crush him. You've been doing awesome, man. Uh, it's good to see. And 
man, I'm just looking forward to the future for you, dude. Uh, yeah. You know, and I, you're a good quality dude and nobody deserves it more than you, man. I mean, you know, a lot of guys look at you and think it comes easy. Right. And they don't know all the work you and dedication you put into that, dude, which is huge. And it's hard to do being a family man, you know. So kudos yeah, yeah. to you on that. So hard. So now, hard. I, I'd like to add, you're such an inspiration that I created a new group today called the Flatwater Commoners. So anybody <laughs> want to go on there? And I invited Brian and Drew as the first people. So everybody feel free to get on there. Um, you know. Hey, man. And, uh, I created you know. a group uh, spinning rods for everybody. Yeah, uh, you guys know I'm just messing around, and uh, I know you know, obviously everyone out there I think, I think knows that, but you know, this is what got me into the sport, so I'm gonna stick with if I, I'm gonna always try to, to keep it simple, stick with rivers and creeks, moving water, and keep it simple and lightweight, and uh, that's gonna be my yep. deal. I'm not gonna stray from who I am and what the reason I got into kayak fishing to begin with. I'm gonna try to keep the kayak and kayak fishing. Am I going to add mo a motor guide? Yes, of course. I'm going to have two Sholies, one with a motor, Garmin, power pole, all the, all the stuff, you know what I mean? But then I'm going to have one that's stripped down lightweight for those rivers and creeks. And that's probably the one I'm going to always try to find fish, you know, that, that can be caught in those kind of waters first. So. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Appreciate everybody on the comments. I love too. it. Leave, everybody. Leave uh... Thank you guys. Yeah, everybody that tuned in, thank you so much. Uh, we're here every Thursday night, 7 Central, 8 Eastern, 5 o'clock out on the West Coast. Uh, we're talking to guys like Drew and and folks from all across the, the fishing industry. I know we're streaming on your channels as well. Uh, so our folks, go follow Drew, all Drew's stuff. Uh, Drew's folks, give us a follow, man. Uh, we're pumping out content nonstop. So uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, if you're playing the fantasy fishing game, the teams should be unlocked, so you should be able to set your lineups for this weekend. We got a uh, Hobie on Chick, right? Hobie on Chicks this yes. week. Mm -hmm. Is there oh, yeah. is there a KBF event this weekend too? I don't think so. I think Not it's just sure. Hobie on Chick. But uh, yeah, congrats, brother. Uh, always a pleasure talking to you, and uh, look forward to the next one. Yeah, man. Jay, you, uh, I cast maybe you're gonna be there. Oh, come on, really? Of course, I'll be there. All right, I figured I bought right, you well, dinner last together. time, so you got to buy me dinner this time. How about that? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there you. for sure. Uh, I'll be there for sure. Uh, first drinks on me is a congrats on the new boat, bro. Thanks, man. Awesome. Awesome. We will see you guys next week, everybody. As always, tight lines smooth paddling peace thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on paddling fin be sure to drop a five-star rating a thumbs up or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on be sure to check us out on waypoint tv waypointtv.com make sure you sign up for the fantasy kayak fishing league at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy you could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. 
You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina. The beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.